Hey everybody, this is Rich from the Metal Cell Podcast. Uh, first of all, a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. If you're around the place, pop in for a nice brew. Uh, it's great to say that I have slung from a tree in the house. I have Owen and yes, sir. Owen on visual and Aaron on sound. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Aaron. Ooh. I love doing these lads, man. Slung from a tree, you're the fucking best. This is uh, exactly what you'd expect. Fucking Alu there, uh, <laughs> cruising through the porn sites. <laughs> doing a podcast on the side. I love it. Fucking <laughs> man. Yeah. Has to be done. And uh, welcome back, Howard. Oh, fuck yeah. How are we doing? There was no way you were missing this. There was no way you were missing this one, Howard. Bert. No, no, no. Fuck it. Yeah, no, I had to jump in. Yeah, same team as 2021 February, I think it was at yeah. the time. Aaron, you were there with Mike, your minder slash oh, yeah. manager slash our manager, yeah, yeah. bodyguard, bodyguard, and what other yeah. nefarious uh, stuff that you were getting up to down in tree in a community hall, <laughs> dancing hall, old dancing hall, this is different. Oh, stealing Wi-Fi. Stealing Wi-Fi, <laughs> Aaron, that that video had something like four hundred and fifty views. Do you know that? Fuck. Would that be would that be a, a good few? Like, yes, it would be a the, good few. Yeah, considering. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but you know how like some things, you know, you put them on like with the like with the distro kid, you know, you put it on YouTube, and it's like hard to get to kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, no, yeah. fucking um, yeah, that was good. When did you say that was twenty one? Is it? Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, and when I finished, yeah, when I finished the show, I said, uh, "Lads, looking forward to the release. Hopefully, it'll be out this year, which was twenty twenty one. And now, in twenty twenty fucking three, we have white yeah. smoke. There has been a new yes, baby of." Sludgy slime, <laughs> and it is slung from a tree. Have finally got their shit together and releasing an album. <laughs> I, I don't know if you say we got our shit together, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't say nice that either. You. But delighted oh, to have you oh, here to talk about it. Isn't that right, Howard? It's been a while. Delighted. It's been a while. And it's been coming, and fucking yeah, it's been it. You know, one of the bands I've been looking forward to seeing something come out of. But I uh, think to think that's a 13, 14 months ago is quite a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. But it happens, doesn't it, when you're when you're you think you're on the finishing in line and the next thing there's another thing fucking thrown in the mix and something goes wrong or something needs readdressing and all of a sudden two months becomes fucking fourteen months. Oh stop man. That's literally yeah, what yeah. happened, like Aaron, tell you sure. Like um I think <laughs> I think we recorded the vocals it was like three times. Mm. I think we did the bass twice then for a few songs, you know, just fucking just kind of, you know, going back to it and it didn't sound right compared to the other ones or you know, that kind of shit. Basically. <laughs> it, it was a process, to say the least. Like, oh, you, know, you might yeah, help them out. Few, this, yeah, go on, Aaron. A few hiccups. A few hiccups. Like, not in too much, but just kind of Figuring out how to mix it, you know, kind of as the wind. That was kind of the main, the main kind of hold up, like, you know. 
This is like, a, it's like an episode of Ghost Hunters where you're listening to EVPs. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear you. What were you saying? Yeah, I didn't hear you either. Yeah, he said it was like, this is like an episode of Ghost Hunters. Oh, yeah. That's, here. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we were kind Tom of going for with the album. Dad is here. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a knocking sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you ever see uh, Most Haunted? Like, oh, feel that. There's a cold spot here. Can you feel that? <laughs> and I think... Well, like, no, like... Sorry, Richie, go on. No, I think, didn't he lose all the recordings as well on a hard drive or something? That was, that was... It was the vocals, yeah. It was, I think, yeah, the, lost the, the one drive. Uh, yeah, the vocals were lost. Uh, I think it was the, f- like, half of the first fucking version of mm. uh, We lost them, but we redid them then in um, Open Door Studios in memory. Yeah, yeah Joey was Joey was very sound there. In fairness, yeah, got him done then, and that was kind of a fucking like that was um, I'd say that was last September, so around then. Would have been okay. Irish. Yeah, I think I know. It would have been because then I remember just from the later side of the year, you were just kind of mixing it, and then you decided, "Fuck, we may as well master it as well." <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Basically, but like. Even with open door, like because Aaron has even mentioned Aaron recorded all this himself, like you know, through his iPad with a fucking plugin, like guitar, <laughs> bass, everything was done. Aaron, like, like I, I recorded the bass on my couch in the house, like, you know, sitting mm. there <laughs> e- eating potatoes with Aaron, like, you know, recording the bass. And like, obviously, Aaron and Steve did the guitars in their own time, but like, everything was done through an iPad plugged in. And <laughs> When we went to Joey's, when we say vocals were done in, in Open Door Studio, we mean Aaron arrived down with his iPad and plugged right. him into his own mic and recorded on the mic. And Joey was nice <laughs> enough. We, we we rented it out as a rehearsal space. We didn't even rent. We didn't even pay Joey to actually record them. We just rented out the rehearsal space and brought our own gear. And Joey was like, oh, you can use my stuff. So he was actually very fucking sound about that. Like, But um, yeah, RIP fucking Open Door. That was the rehearsal space. We practiced in town for years most. If you've had Limerick bands on here, I can guarantee most of them practice in there as well. Like Steiner, Tunes yeah. probably practiced there a couple of times. Yeah, like uh, um, Board of Attrition recorded in there. Yes, yes, and Steiner. Their new EP was also recorded by Joey. Okay, and, it's, um, so it's a big loss then for the scene. Big yeah. loss, man. Big loss. But like Joey's been there for the bones of ten years, and I, like he's been like this, like a huge part of the scene and it's like after a while you could see it money started getting the better side of it and you could see it was just more of a stress at one mm. stage so look he said it himself he was doing it for 10 years he wanted to start another side of his life so but like it does it's left a big hole now in like terms of rehearsing you know okay. there, there's other places in town but Joey's is one in a million because we could arrive on literally turn up to 10 because it was in the basement of like um are kind of like one of the old, is it Georgian buildings in, in town, kind of the 1800 buildings, one of those big thick stone buildings, it's right in the basement. And we just arrive on, crank up, and like, Christ, there was never a thing said, and we would play ridiculously loud, you know, drinking cans, smoking giants, the whole lot, out the back, like, you know. Mm. But the dude was just so fucking, was so accommodating, and it's just a big loss. Yeah. A big fucking loss. And how much would you be paying for that room, Owen? 
it kind of varied. Some days, like say if we were getting four hours, it might have been 20 quid an hour. But there'd be times you might knock off a few quid or it never yeah. went over the exceeded price. You okay. know, it was roughly maybe 15 to 20 euro an hour, but there might be times you could have got it for cheaper or vice versa. But um, it was never extortionate. Yeah. Uh, it was never extortionate because hmm. like the dude supplied everything, amps, drums, which I know at most rehearsal places did, but it was just, you know, in Limerick now, you kind of trust some people with that shit. Like, so, uh, <laughs> but no, it was a cool spot, man. It was a really cool spot. Yeah, that's a hard... Just in terms of the tone on the album and so on with the guitars and the bass, like, I know you're using that rehearsal space. Is it a... Do you have your tone nailed down before you go in and record, for example? Like, Aaron, are you using your own amp and are you using the rehearsal stuff, you know? Yeah, it's... Um... We kind of set it at the practice, like, and then while we were recording, I kind of just, you know, kind of changed it to suit and kind of. So you're kind of kind adapting of, as you go. Yeah, Not, you it never know, sounds the, the same. Bass, the bass tone is kind of set at the practice and then just kind of make it fit for the recording, kind of then, you know. Hmm. Yeah. But no, Joy's, Joy's was serious, like, open doors, big locks, hmm. like. R.I.P. Where are you going to be practicing now, on? You tell me, man. <laughs> on the Look. coach, I'd say. On the coach. Yeah, we've, been, we've been sounding off. Um, a couple of lads in town were sounding off to let us use your spot to get a few gigs in for the our show in literally, like, what, is it less than three weeks now? Yeah. So we've been able to yeah, rehearse the, the set. Like, so that's been grand. But outside of that, man, there's nowhere permanent. We're currently looking into... One of our friends has a bit of land and he has like something that we can turn into a rehearsal space. But mm. outside of that, man, it's they're fucking slim pickings. Like, there's one or two places in town, but they wouldn't be ideal for a metal band. Like, you know, they're like they're kind of used to people coming in, Joe, you know, maybe a, a lot softer stuff. They wouldn't, I don't yeah. know how they take to us arriving on. And as as we previously stated about what we used to do in Joy's and doing exactly that, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's just. It's a similar it's a story, I'd say, across across the country, I would say. Bardot, I'd imagine, but... man. If you don't have your so own place, if you don't have your own yeah. place to go, like, practice, you're screwed. Because either way, you're going to be paying money each time to practice. And, like, it's, it's just costs on top of costs, like, you know. So, mm. ideally, you're going to want your own private place to go to. But Christ, who, who has that, you know? Yeah, twenty-four hour access is really important too because a lot of times exactly. you come back from these shows at fucking four or five in the morning and uh, unloading your gear and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, to say uh, exactly, we fucked it out of practice place here in Cork. We really would. Yeah, and there's fucking only hard barrier to get past. There's only two or three places max, Howard, isn't it? There is, and we're lucky enough where we are. We've been there, Jesus, fifteen years now, and we've a good relationship with the owner. Mm. But we're always you know the way things have gone in the last couple of years you're always expecting that phone call to say this place is mm -hmm. gone now and we had the taste yeah. of it during COVID what where it nearly went there, I remember oh, seeing something yeah. like Amazon, a lot of shit Fuck being it. moved out was that that spot? Yeah. yeah it's one of those things you can't really talk too much about because it's been sorted out and yeah, nobody yeah, wants yeah. to drive oh, of, of course, it, course. Literally it's air and dirty laundry do you know what I mean? keep everything moving forward which it seems to be you know we've had no uh, interruption since, mm. but uh, we got a sense of what it was going to be like. Fuck, and uh, fucking terrified, man. It really was. Yeah, mm. no, we're up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm up that room. It's a huge. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Like, so, we were lucky to get in there once a fucking... Oh, sorry, Richard. No, I was I just saying, we were lucky to get into our place maybe once a month, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just between getting time off work, so, like, having a place to have access to it, that makes a big difference, you know? Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about the album then, lads. I want to give a shout out also to Andrew and Steve who weren't here tonight. Big shout out to them. The album title is Voyage into the Cosmos. That was the single. How did you feel about the reception you got for that? I remember you emailing me that on a while back and I was literally fucking blown away by mm. it, man. It was incredible. So like the yeah. the feedback in relation to maybe mates and other people getting in contact with you when, when they heard that, I know you, you put it out on YouTube as well. Mm. I don't know if I was yeah. saying much here now. You go, go on ahead and go on. Go on, go on, fucking, on. Yeah, it was good. Fucking like, got a few good, you know, it's, it's good to hear from like, you know, people who've never, ever heard it before, you know, like even haven't seen it live or anything. Yeah, you know, it's funny to see just what people who've never ever heard of it think of it. Mm. It got reached. It's, it's been fairly positive, like so. You know, it's not too bad, like fucking. Yeah, like Aaron, what Aaron said was like, you it was just. <laughs> well, yeah, it was just like there was people from all around the world in a weird way texting, like between maybe different podcasts, Instagram messages and stuff. It was just kind of mad. Like, you know, people texting mm. you from maybe Australia and America and stuff like that. And you're forgetting that, like, it, it makes you think, oh, shit, you know, if you kind of remember, it does go outside of Ireland at times, like, you know? Yeah. I hardly ever think, you know, when we're putting stuff out like this, I always think of it as, oh, it's going to be my friends that see it. And that's what yeah. it like. So it's kind of mad to see the reach it gets. Mm. Like, um, I thought, I think I got a great response. Like, I was kind of blown away by it. Because I remember, I think we just uploaded it literally pure middle of the week, not planned or announced at all. It was like, boom, you know, there you go. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, it's yes, we're like, we're not a very like social media band. And I know that's kind of a kicker nowadays and you need that stuff. But like, it's just none of us are like that. So it's kind of hard to do it. So we're like, all right, Ard made a very, very good visualizer for it. Mm. And kind of set it to the song, so that was kind of idea. That was the eye catcher. So we kind of banged that out, and then like a week later, had it up on Spotify and stuff. And it's Joe with the pre-sale up for now with Curse Monk and stuff. And that's the, the pre-sale track, you know. You get, but um, you know, some people like I'd, I'd say there's some people wondering like this isn't a single, it's fucking twelve minutes long. Like you know, this is an EP, so like. It kind of make you laugh in a way, but I think it was the perfect way to like. I suppose singles are what's meant to represent the album, is my understanding. I guess so. Like, I suppose this kind of represents that in a way. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, it definitely gives a good insight, doesn't it? Or to what else is coming? The fact that it's the last track is interesting. Well, the first yeah. thing that came to mind when I was listening to it was it didn't sound like an Irish band at all. It was it was. <laughs> Really sounded like that uh, New Orleans 1990s kind of vibe or I Hate God, and maybe yeah. a bit of Iron Monkey, Electric Wizard, you know, yeah. the, the English scene. Yeah. Um, just, just something really fucking, I don't know what it is, it's it's, <laughs> it's a very fucking honest record in that you just went in and jammed and played, fucking, played out the songs as grim as possibly, as possible. And uh, there's a charm to it that uh, you just don't get <laughs> if you spend, I don't know, 
farting in two weeks in a big studio. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't yeah. think it would suit you, like, you know? Yeah. No, I don't uh, But the one thing about the album that really excels, in my opinion, is the vocals are fucking fantastic. I really, really, really dig those vocals. They really, really are fucking cool. So I think hats yeah. off Darren on that one. Um, 100%. Really yeah, love it. It's my favorite part of the whole fucking thing. There's a real um, menace, fucking just harshness to it. It's not for everybody, yeah, yeah. you know? And it's funny because the music, you can kind of space out to it, but like in the background, you've got this reaver drenched fucking Aaron. Mm. I love it, man. You know, it's, just the, it's the star of the album for me is the vocals. Aaron? Oh. Yeah, nice one, eh? <laughs> Fucking yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I just kind of, kind you know, try to do them as full as possible. And I was like, I was doing them, you know, separate. I wasn't playing the guitar, so it was a bit easier. Right. But, yeah. You know, I just yeah. focus on like getting the full kind of breath, you know, into the vocal. Like. Mm. like the way I picked up on the vocals, Howard. Back in the day, there was a band, we all know who they are. It's Obituary, okay? And they released their mm. album, Slowly We Rot. I remember when it came out, I saw the follow-on tour, which was Cause of Death. But when Obituary released Slowly We Rot, nobody could understand a lot of what John Tardy was saying. And he necessarily wasn't even mm. singing in English a lot of the time. He was just making up these sounds and... <laughs> creating this uh, kind of vocal soundscape that didn't rely on a language as such, but it fitted mm. the music. And I picked up with that with Slung from a Tree. It doesn't actually matter what Aaron is saying. It's how it's presented uh, and how it's sounding, you know? So, so Aaron, it's a vibe, isn't it? It's, no. a, it's a vibe. So Aaron, I apologise <laughs> If you've wrote all these deep lyrics about frolicking <laughs> through a field full oh, of yes. weed and stuff and space brilliant. travel, because I don't understand much of it, but it doesn't matter to me because it's just your delivery. And as Howard said, it's dank and it suits it so well. Yeah. So that's my taking it. Uh, John Tardy, obituary, man, you brought that to slung from a tree and. <laughs> I don't know was it deliberate or not right. like but it's cool the way it's presented as a vocal put it that way Aaron yeah it's class like we we don't really have any we have lyrics like but we don't have them written down really you know <laughs> kind of inter- interchangeable you know I wouldn't no, doubt it man that's one thing no genuinely this is this is funny Richie because we've always said this and no one's really picked up on it like you know I've always said it, me and Aaron always joked about it, like, but he literally just wings the lyrics half the time. Some songs do have kind of more set lyrics, if that makes sense. But like a lot of the times it's 150% winging it. And like, you're the first one to actually pick up on it and say it, which is kind of funny. I'm sure people have definitely taught it. <laughs> and, but um, it's just, it's funny because it's always been a little, like a little inside jaw, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I always said it like it's the riffs, and uh, like you know, you know, you see us live. We're a live band. Like you know what I mean. I hate to say it. Like, mm. and like like Howard said, how Howard said it with the album. How you can tell it was just us jamming. It kind of it kind of catches that kind of a feel to it. Like you know, mm. like it's mm. it's not about these big deep vocals. It's about just a bang, getting a whack of like fucking, you know, two good hairs in the bass, full fucking trotting into your gut. Like you know what I mean. It's bang, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
I don't know. It's but like you said, the way, like even just the random ad libs, I just Ugh, you know. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it speaks for itself, like you know. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it needs a no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything needs a good. Oh, just bang! Didn't go to Amsterdam. Just, Aaron, which song has which song has the most layers on it out of all of them? Uh, Stephanie Voyage. Yeah, it's a voyage. And they all, I, they all kind of the same. They're all just loads all of layers of fairness. I think, I think they all have six guitars and then. What is too bad? Two, or no, just one bass. And then some of it is two vocals, some of it is three vocals. And mm, okay. Now, I'd say Voyage would probably be the most, kind of most going on. And how, and how many layers was that? Did it get crazy with it or? Um, I'd say there's maybe like six, you know, rhythm guitar and then maybe three or four lead guitar. Kind of. Now I thought, I actually thought there was way more. You've just built up this wall of sound, like Phil Spector kind of wall of sound with a lot of the tracks there. <laughs> like I said to Owen, like at one stage I, t- I was convinced I could hear a horn section going on in there yeah i have the clue man i well, still haven't the clue what's yeah well i'm gonna pl- i'm gonna play that song now and i'll i'll give you the heads up when that comes in and maybe you could talk about what you did just to create yeah. that effect yeah, there isn't there any is. horn section in it but do you know what i'm on about no, Aaron, even? <laughs> no? I, I don't you don't have to play it here okay okay it, cool it could just be a guitar isn't it? well obviously it is you know yeah could be. It's the start of Blazed and Confused, and it's just it's just the section where it flows into Astral Gold. It's oh, just yeah. it's, it's like almost this Celtic we frost. fresh off the set list. I sent it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna play it there and we'll give everybody a listen to what you've created.
Yeah, fantastic. It's so fucking intense and heavy. But yeah, if you're ever going to put a horn section there, now it's obviously just uh, the guitars layered over. There's an extra guitar or two there or whatever. But you haven't used an organ yeah. or anything, Aaron, no? Uh, no, there's there's a small bit of like electric piano on it, but not, not in that way. But not in that section that it's I played, no? guitar there, that's it. Yeah. Fucking hell. No, that's just all guitars. Yeah, it's amazing the, the sound you got there for the, for that section. And I'm always kind of intrigued how bands would work with other instruments that are not familiar to the metal scene. You know, the likes of crows and saxophones and yeah. some yeah. some big brass sections and... Yeah. I know, class it would be class and that's mm. and a song like mm-hmm. that you know it deserves that look do you know what yeah. we'll get a fundraiser going for, next time <laughs> for, for slung from, yeah. from a tree and the rte orchestra um <laughs> in the opera house in park <laughs> well fuck it the scratch did it like come on lads think big and the scratcher classman, like I think they have like the heaviest guitar tone I've ever heard come from an acoustic guitar man. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah, mm. yeah man. There's a band called Vernon Jane too, who use a lot of um, horn section stuff, and they're they're quite heavy. Pretty cool actually. What uh, what it reminds me of listening to there again is like it reminds me of the fucking I don't know the first time you go to Amsterdam and you go into a coffee shop. <laughs> And you get, you know, you go to the counter and you order a few bits and you sit down and then half an hour later, you're fucking terrified of going back up there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking just sitting there going, how do I get out of here? And you just fucking embrace the dank <laughs> and settle in for the next few hours, you know, <laughs> get comfy, get comfy. It's going to be a long fucking day. <laughs> I actually literally only last week booked flights of accommodation to Amsterdam. So, you know. <laughs> Your spirit, spiritual home. Spiritual oh, home. I've only been there. This only been my third time being there. But yeah, there's definitely a connection. Like, you know? <laughs> just just speaking, just to speak on that, is is it any ambition of your you guys to to go to a place like Amsterdam or somewhere in Europe, play a few shows? It feels like this would be something that people would really fucking enjoy in the continent in certain parts. You know, yeah. Is it something you've thought about? Never really. Yeah. Fairness. Yeah. Have to weigh up the logistics, like you know. How can they even do logistics, Howard? What the fuck? Like, we're a bit far from logistics. <laughs> they'll show up and they play a gig anywhere if they, if they can be done, they'll do it on a dime. Like, but it's just getting into the fucking place they need there to be the fucking play is going to be the problem. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me about this. It's like fucking dropping four hens down the middle of Patrick Street and hoping they'll all go in the one direction. <laughs> yeah, they would eventually if we get long enough, you know. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, it, no, it's just that we love you, lads, but we know the form, you know. <laughs> How could you do a European tour? Like, unless, yeah, I'll get Mike in. There you go. Get Mike back to the band, man, and get Mike to fucking do the tour for you. Get Cam and Horses back and get him sorted out a few things for you, make a few phone calls, and he'll be fucking on your way before you know it, you know? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, no, I, like, go on. No, I was going to say much. Just, we never really thought about it, you know? Haven't, hasn't come about, you know? Hmm. I always kind of wonder, you know, and you, as you said yourself, Owen, like social media is an issue. In in relation to not wanting to do it, but 
say for example okay so this is coming out on a, on a great record label an independent <laughs> underground record label by a dude and a half big shout out to yeah. Raj um, 100%. Now, Raj would have quite an audience. And so this this is coming out on Curse Monk, as I said. So maybe that is an option. Or like if somebody, do you know the way they have these playlists, they have these fucking YouTube channels, they have these Facebook mm. groups, stoned and fucking yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. A lot of these are run by Europeans that would be probably in the likes of Holland, Belgium. So like there's a lot of these lads that have their fingers on the pulse. So when a release like that comes out on Curse Monk Records, there might actually be an offer for you to do yeah. a mini tour. It might get yeah, a bit I of suppose, momentum going. If, yeah, we haven't. We, I suppose we haven't really had an audience in Europe to not even think about going to religion. You know? But like, as you say, with the... With Curse Monk, you know, it's probably open a lot of doors. It will. It will shine a light on you, lads. You'd be like fucking vampires in a cave, maybe. But like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it will shine a light on you, you know. So would you do it then is the the thing we're we're trying to get to. Like if if there was a three-night tour somewhere in, say, Belgium, Holland, and come back through the UK, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Have to add up the cost, man. You know, <laughs> like you have to see what works, see what costs, all that. No, but like genuinely, would love to. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent would love to. Know, sure. But nowadays, it's just hard, man. It genuinely is. Like even going down to fucking car up to Dublin for a gig. Mm, yeah. Costs a bomb, like you know. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I hate, I hate to literally sound so negative <laughs> and just be like, like obviously we'd love to do it. And it's just, that's just a huge factor. Like, even we all work, but even, it's just money, man, you know? It has, it's, it's, because it it's, it's, it's almost, it's, it's, it's kind of out of the reach of a lot of people in terms of cost, isn't it? And that's just the way things have mm. gone, particularly in the last three or four years, the cost of petrol even just to get to a place. Mm. But I got, you got, yeah. I got to weigh it up, you know? cost, cost of adventure and cost of having fun. It's like, you know, anytime I've gone abroad to play a few gigs, it's never really been about gathering an audience or, you know, raising a profile. Mm. It's been about fucking meeting people and having fun and not really giving a shit if anybody takes any notice. That's what I'd love to do, like, you know. It's not a badge of honour to brag about. It's just something you do to have fun with. You know, you try to look at it like you're going on holiday and you're going to play a few gigs while you're in your fucking holidays, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be sick in fairness. Yeah. Um, So, as I said, it's never come about, you know. How could they realistically do a weekend trip Howard maybe you tricked no just for example the, the most efficient way now fly that's the way to do it now is just to get in touch with a uh, good band in the area a band like yourselves you're surely you know you will find another slung from a tree in some place that you want to play and mm. it's, it's connecting with them mm-hmm. and yeah. having them it'd be like now if someone got onto you from fucking Amsterdam Owen and said we'd love yeah. to play in Limerick can you help us out and you'd be like yeah look we've all the gear there this is where the gig is. This is when it's going to be on. Show up. Just bring your guitars and everything else is taken care of. And they'll fly mm-hmm. in and they'll play the gig. I think that's the kind of the most efficient way. But it depends on how you're doing it. If you're going for three days, you'd fly in. If you're going for two weeks, you'd obviously try and drive or rent a van or something. But it's just a huge fucking cost. Is a yeah. It's it's the easiest thing in the world and the hardest thing in the world to justify. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And like it's just even nowadays, and as I said it earlier, we're not that active with social media, or even we're not that active with gigging and stuff. So it's kind of 
it's just it would be it would be a challenge but I'd love to do it anyways if it ever came about I'd do it next yeah. year <laughs> but like, when you're over there in Amsterdam and, and having your you know having to crack in a couple of weeks time make sure you call into places like the cave and look it up there's there's venues popped up around the city there that if you just walk in you'd be surprised who you'll end up talking to you know mm. yeah are they bars as well or bars and venues little small places that put on rock shows and yeah, metal shows and yeah you know I was there in it was either 2018 or 2019 when I saw Sleep in Milkweg I think it was oh yeah I've been mm. in Milkweg yeah great spot yeah serious venue serious mm. venue but the funny thing mm. about it was um, we learned the next day it was right outside a guard station because like, it was a police station literally across the road from it right and I just thought it was funny because like there was a sleep concert inside there and the whole place <laughs> stank weed and immediately after the whole crowd flooded out and like I just remember one stage I smoked the giant like the lad I was on over there but I smoked a giant chatting to these Dutch lads and I just looked and I was like I was like fuck it it's a police station and I was like yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah and I was like oh this is this is weird you know was, <laughs> 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 you know there was I, I instantly like cut the joint and was like <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it was it was. I love the way you just throw it away. You just copped it like. I have to cop it. Sure, I'm not the one smoking. It's not me. But um, I thought it was funny because we were smoking, and these two lads across from us, I saw he was using a sleeve ticket to make a roach, and I was like, "That's hilarious." Yeah. And <laughs> I I just made conversation with him, and then I realized. That I don't even know how I started talking about that, but oh, oh yeah, one time to them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brain first. The reason why, yeah, this is all being brought up now is because you actually have an album coming out and there will mm. be an expectation of maybe two or three gigs around the country anyway, at least. And maybe, yeah. maybe there could be an offer from the UK or somewhere else that could warrant a bit of attention. And are you mm. still with us there, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still with you. Yeah, you'd nearly forget about it, wouldn't you? It's like Simon Colby, man. You're just walking around the mansion <laughs> listening to fucking EVPs and, you know, motion sensors and. <laughs> Spirit, are you here with us? No, we have um, yeah, with the Bongzilla. <laughs> we have the Bongzilla gig now in uh, June. That's... Oh, yeah. yeah, man, that's fucking that awesome. Uh, if ever there was a pairing, <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking hard to have, you know? Yeah. That'll be serious. No, they fucking. Yeah. Um, we have we have another gig yeah. and then July first. Yeah. It's it's Monkfest. This is the second uh rendition of Monkfest. Um it's confirmed, like the day is confirmed, it's July first and whatnot, and we're on the bill. There's not much more that can really be said, like that'll be all announced over the next few weeks, but there's nice. that in July first. After that, really, it's just been kind of hard with getting time off work. Mm. We've been offered gigs and we just have to like between this we just have to kind of like sadly refuse most of them. Yeah. Not even refuse, that's the wrong word to say, but we'd have to kind of pass most of them because mm. it's just hard getting off work. We all work in very different jobs and getting off time between all of us is it's it's a bollocks, like you know. The lads work in construction, Andrew works in, you know, bar and hospitality. Good luck at work off in that. You know, I work in yeah. Richie knows what I work in and all that crack and mm. It's just like good luck getting time off. So it's just been a bollocks. We've been offered these gigs for the summer and we've just had to keep it, you know, the ones we have are the ones we were lucky enough to get the time off to do them, you know? Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. It does, yeah. And like, it's just hard trying to get those. Like, sure, we had 
intended on doing it's kind of like a three day or around you know maybe a cork limerick galway kind of a thing but it just it wasn't working out getting time off work generally that was it mm. so yeah we kind of just we said look we'll do the album launch with Sheelands. we're doing the Monkfest in limerick again i know it's two limerick gigs but then dublin with bongzilla that'll be that'll be good crack like you know yeah whatever comes in after that we'll, we'll kind of take it as it comes because as i said there's a lack of a rehearsal space. There's a lack of, you know, getting time off work. So yeah. I know, I know it's mad because we just have to put out, like we're putting out a full album, but it's kind of hard to literally get time to do it. So it's just once this is, once this album is out and all that crack and we have those few gigs done, it's just going to be, as far as we're talking about this show, writing new music. So it might even be a little bit of a hush hush again, kind of write songs and then hopefully, Another album or EP by the time the end of the year. I'd comes. say there'll be a siege appearance on the horizon in October. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, surely. Like, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll come around, like you know. Yeah. But even John was sound enough to offer us the gig with Eve because um, I was telling him we had intended kind of a. He kind of intended on doing our own thing, and I sent him on the track, and he was like, "Do you want to do it with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure," and. I told them we we're putting it out in 420 as an April 20th because why not? That's hilarious. And <laughs> John was like, John was like, oh shit, that's the same weekend as the partial on reschedule. And he was like, but wait, you know, he kind of, he obviously got on TE and that kind of was ideal in a way because I was like, I was like, fuck, you know, it was the lads from Bowling who were great friends with. And ye, and I was like, that yeah. that does that that's perfect, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was that, written that, in that the stars. Down to the ground. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, it's, know, we were, sorry. We were delighted because I t- think we at, at the beginning, I think we were um back when we were supposed to play in February or January it was when um we were supposed to try to get Brigantia to play. And uh Brigantia all was a a, a mm. Hail Mary fucking effort because whether they'll show up or not is always fucking gonna be an issue. But yeah. when they show up they're fucking amazing, but you know, you might not know till the week of the fucking gig. We'll be the but, next um, couple we get to, you know, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. Trailblazers, boy. No, we were <laughs> fucking delighted. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember how it came about. I think you messaged me saying, you know, we'd love to do that weekend. And he said, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And then you got to John and John got on to me and we were all kind of volleyballing it back between each other. I like, I don't give a shit. But, yeah. um, we're delighted because we wanted a third band and it, it takes the pressure off a little bit because uh initially we were going to play for an hour and 15 minutes or something but now we're back down to 55 minutes which is fucking far more um yeah. achievable from our point of view you can make a more yeah. intense show in those, in those 55 minutes i think anything yes. more is, is a lot for people to take yeah. you know so it is nice to have that um that volleyball below you where, where you guys are doing your thing and fucking Mm. It's good because it lights a fire on you as well when band mm. like ourselves are kind of fucking operating away there in the background. We've been at it for fucking 25 years. And when young fellas come along and they kind of put it, you know, they put it up to you, you're like, well, fuck ye, we're going to fucking, you know, show these young yeah. cunts how to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. It's, it's, it's a bit of healthy competition and healthy respect, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. Inject a bit of youth into the whole fucking affair and uh, uh, let's see how we go. Yeah, I mean... And, but I, I, I have to say, I have to fucking avoid you boys for at least an hour before the show. After the show, I'll talk to you all fucking night long, but for the, first, for the hour before then, yeah. I've made that mistake before. <laughs> <laughs> Won't <laughs> happen again. Back, 
Walking up at home in Cork, haven't played a gig and no idea what happened. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up in the back of the mic. <laughs> Waking up in the back of the mic and legs fucking sticking out the side door. Like, you know? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, and myself and Owen saw <laughs> Molar Bear. To say the same thing. Yeah, we saw Molar Bear up and in Molar, Belfast yeah. and they were fucking brilliant, weren't they, Owen? They were fantastic. They yeah. were fucking amazing. Like, that, man... We were actually talking about that, the lads. And the sound was phenomenal oh, yeah. for that. Like, mm. like yeah. the sound guy. Like, I'm not sure who it was, but fucking hats off, man. Like, because I can imagine, like, difficult band to do some for too, isn't it? That's what I was going to say, man. Three guitars, you know. Yeah. And it not was fucking. Get that right. Nah, it was fucking brilliant, man. It was Howard, such a good gig. The sound man and, is like, is in the band. Um, seventy five tons of beard. Is that what they're called? They played up in which E up in 7.5 tons of beard. They are honestly, but fucking whatever we're so man, just as a band, seven and a half tons of beard. And like Jesus, I, I've known the lads for years. I remember, I don't know if you remember a band called Gacy's Threads, yeah, from up north in the, the late 90s, early 90s, mid 90s. Yeah. Um, they were a hardcore band, they were fantastic. Um, and uh, Mickey was in a, another band, I can't remember the fucking end, or a hardcore band, they were really fucking cool as well. But seven and a half tons of beard men are untouchable in my eyes. They're just so fucking good. Uh, they're one of the best live bands I've ever fucking seen. And I've seen them four times though. And every mm. time I've seen them, it's just a reminder of how good a band can fucking be. You see levels to things and those guys are just so fucking intense, so fucking heavy. Uh, a terrifying band myself. to play with. Terrifying band to play alongside or to, or to, to be involved with in, in any capacity. They're just so fucking good, man. Just the heaviest fucking band I've seen in, I don't know. I don't know. We're f- and they're on this island, which is fucking even more amazing. As an international barometer, anyone who comes across these guys is going to be blown away, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, mm-hmm. cheers to those guys. <laughs> in terms of tuning, what what are, what are you tuned to, um, Owen? C. C. Says, I think it's is just... it, yeah, because it sounds a lot lower, so it's just C, is it? Dropsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah, always thought we're kind of dropping it, like, you know. But it's just, with all the gain and stuff, it kind of, it keeps it still a bit, there's still some little bit of clarity, you know. Mm. It's not too yeah, it's, just droney. It's a bit muddy, like, uh, Yeah, it does get a bit yeah. muddy. Yeah, you could go a B or maybe or A sharp, like, maybe, but mm. anything lower, like, and it's just... C is kind of moderate, like you know, it's handy enough. You know, it's not yeah. too bad. It's not too bad. We were actually talking about this the last time we were jamming. And Steve was like, "C's like the rock and roll tuning, like you know." Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> any, anything lower than that, it just starts to get a bit muddy, and you kind of do need to get you know better strings and better setups and shit like that, like you know. But uh, yeah, you need good gear to to delve into the <laughs> the G sharps and the F sharps mm. and things like that. It's fucking uh, uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I would have thought it was C. It sounds a lot lower. It sounds a lot deeper or something. That's pretty cool. It's probably because it's it's fairly bassy. I find the bass kind of almost compensates for it. Like you know, yeah. Hmm. Like I know it still is kind of. It is a. It's it's not a very high tune, but like the kind of the low end kind of does compensate for the fact that it is C and not B or lower. Like you know, because like that yeah. kind of B B has a bit of a punch to it, as you know yourself. Like but. C is grand. It's, it's it's a handy enough tuning. So you're not you're not going to need to get big these thick fucking strings and shit. You can run it in most setups, like you know. Yeah. It's handy enough. Uh, anything to add to that, Aaron? 
Uh, no, that's, that's about it. We might, um, we might tune down right maybe for a new song or two, just to, just to try it, like, but I don't know. We'll have to, um, could tune up too for a song, go to D even. Oh, boys. Know, something. <laughs> Jesus. See, something. Very progressive. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go back to E <laughs> standard, yeah. Back to the standard tuning. <laughs> and you made, a, you made a great choice as well with the artwork. Uh, shout out to Karen Coughlin. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Karen was great to uh, work with. He was a legend. Yeah. He was like, he, you know what we're like to deal with Richie. You know, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can imagine that. But like, it was brilliant. I'm really happy with how it's turned out, like, you know. What was his brief? He kind of, I'm pretty sure he just, you know, the image that we went with, it was just like, Christ, I got it done ages ago with the original idea for being a merch designer, like, easily three years ago. Mm-hmm. When we originally kind of had the um, first rough kind of mix of this album, I, I sent him that, I think. And that's what he kind of came out with, uh, a spaceman. You know, it's floating through with some ganja in his hand and mushrooms going off. And I was like, that's pretty fucking. Hits the nail on the head, like, so. Um, like, we didn't didn't give much of a brief at all. There was another piece that he was working on that we were thinking about using as well. And uh, we still have it. It's actually, it's sick. But um, we just went with the other, with the just, current one because it was just handier time for time and shit. So, yeah, it's just... I'll put it this way, there's no lack of cool art for the next few, for the next while. I sent you that other Brilliant. one as well. That's that my right, yeah. doing as well, didn't I, Richie? That's but class. That, that one's sick. It is. Yeah, yeah, that, that would really make cool. a great t-shirt, yeah. actually. It would. It's and class. Yeah. He's doing a rounded version as well for a patch. So oh, that would look uh, that that would look nice and eye-catching, kind of. But, uh, there's no lack of nice art for merch basically coming. So that's the handy thing, you know. And- but, have you priced merch or are you looking to stay in Ireland for merch? Or we you have it gonna... done. It's done. It's currently actually on the way. We got a batch of 50 shirts with that design for the um, gig. And look, they'll be available at the gig. And after that, whatever's left, they're going up on the band camp or whatever, you know. Okay. Who'd you go with, Owen? Uh, merch Limbo. Oh, yeah. Merch Limbo. Okay. Yeah. Really, oh, yeah. really, really nice crowd to work with. Really nice crowd to work with. Very easy one, you know. Mm. But uh, they look great. The shirts look great. I think I might have sent you a photo. I'm not too sure. You did, yeah, 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 yeah. So, they so will they sick. be available at uh, at uh, the show on the twenty second? Yeah, that yeah. was the whole idea. We were getting these just to kind of have them for the gig, you know. And what is it? Whatever's left after that, we will just put it up on the band camp kind of a thing. Yeah. Same yeah. thing we did with the last batch of shirts. We just bought a batch of uh, fifty shirts and we sold them. You know, we always sold selling a load of them because, as you know, Richie, we're very you don't have merch. So when it comes about, it kind of goes, you know? Yeah, it's cool. And it's great to have Course Monk on your side now for this launch. Definitely. Um, you know. It's already been great. Like, Raj is really, like I told you earlier, that none of us are particularly social media driven. Mm-hmm. So Raj is really good in that side as like a PR almost. Like, you know, he yeah. sent the album to so many people and has been driving it, you know, sending it to, we have been featured in all these podcasts and, different reviews and shit. So it's kind of cool because it's never something we've been used to. Yeah. So mm. it's, that's one thing about Rog, you know, he's, he's fucking, he's a hard worker, man. Like, you know, yeah. 
Definitely. And it's it's great. It's as I said, none of us would ever have kind of gotten about doing that. Mm. So it's so good to have it. He's got some great bands on his roster as well. I mean, it's so important mm. to have somebody like Raj in our scene, isn't it, Howard? Ah, look, it's a thankless fucking endeavor that he's taken on there. Um, you need it. Uh, you'll miss it when it's gone. You should appreciate it while it's there. And if yeah. you have a spare few fucking quid, you know, have a look at his roster. Have a look at what he's got up there on his site and, and, and try mm-hmm. and fucking keep this ball rolling for him because there's not many Rogers out there who are willing to step in if Raj right. goes missing. You know, there so, is not. No. So a huge appreciation to Raj and uh, support them where you can. Cursed Monk, Cursed Monk Records. Check him out on social media. Yeah, he was guy. at the record fair in Cork, which just a couple of days ago. Yeah, I didn't yeah. fucking spot that until it was Same, over. I only saw it today. Actually, it came up in my feed. I was like, "Fuck!" I'd have actually dropped into that if I'd known, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that another, that's, a, that's another thing as well. Like, even you are posting on social media. There's times the shit won't come up for another day or two. On the feed. yeah, you miss out. It, the algorithm is so strange. Like, you know, I don't know if it's just me or not. Like, but and I would have always thought that that type of thing would be the first thing up in my fucking feed and the, and the, and the yeah. Facebook thing but no it yeah, came exactly. up to me two three days later and you're like oh for fuck's sake like, yeah you know? again I, like I spend a load of fucking time unfortunately on social media I saw it at something yeah. like I think it was 10 to 5 Saturday I saw it and yeah, I went ah oh, Jesus Christ and I was up in Cork and all I would have actually went that, up that bit earlier you know I was going on the session I made a few hours to spare there I was fucking but Love to go in and pick up bits and pieces, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, and I suppose it speaks to the dance you have to have with social media. Sometimes it's just no matter what you fucking do, it's just to go oh, the demographic that you're trying to hit. Yeah. How do you fight that? What's the point in fucking announcing things if it's not going to be the algorithm for six weeks, you know, or three yeah. days too late? Mm. Unless you're paying in, like. They've changed Instagram as well. You're nearly better off now posting like the clips I do with the band, you know, it could be a minute, minute and a half. Used to be grand on the yeah. stories. Now you have to fucking put it into reels, and that's a different ball game altogether because you could put on a GIF uh, on it yeah. and the thing won't post, you know, and you've lost all the text that you fucking wrote. And that's the worst part about is writing text about trying to describe yeah, the band and bloody blah, blah, blah. And like it takes time, imagination to kind of, you know, sell the fucking episode. So you'd be doing all yeah. this and next minute the real crashes and you've lost everything. <laughs> oh. It's relentless, man. It literally is relentless. Yeah. We're fools for engaging with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about these guys is it remind, does genuinely remind me of the 90s where I don't know if you remember this, Richie, uh, tape trading, you know? Of course I do, yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it reminds me of one of those type of bands that you'd get and you'd be listening on. I remember getting Raging Speedhorn on a tape, yeah. on a fucking tape exchange, and I'd never heard it before. It was just just maybe three months before they released the first album. Mm-hmm. And um, just me remember being blown away. This was the new Iron Monkey. And then they played a gig in Fred Zeppelin's the following September. Oh. And it was That's like, fast. totally... Without internet or without any of that shit, it was just through a fucking tape swap, you know. Yeah. Fucking, this is what this reminds me of. It's kind of on. It's on. It's on its own playing field and doesn't give a fuck about social media, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Go back to posting posters around town and flyers. Because <laughs> you'd fucking listen to it. If someone sent you a tape from fucking I don't know, 
anywhere in the, in the world, really. You'd sit down and you'd fucking listen to it at the time and you'd spend, I don't know, hours like, to be sitting down and listen to fucking all these mad bands that I've never heard of before, you know? Yeah. Mm. But it, it feels like Slung from a Tree are in that that creative space, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's one yeah. way of putting this, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, cool, not, it's not really intended, like, in a way. I was like, oh. Yeah, I was I was thinking as well of doing like a few tapes for the album, like maybe yeah, ten we were saying tapes that. or something. Like. And ten, or, fif- ten and... or fifteen, maybe. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could certainly do it, but I, I think you, if you were going to do that, I think you should just buy fucking some TDKs yourselves. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. Like, and yeah. just fuck them on the blank TDKs and send them out that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's no man. You get you get a fucking you get a sheet of LSD and you get a luminous green fucking print up <laughs> of the of the tapes, and uh, away you fucking go. Fifty, uh, a limited run of fifty, and whoever fucking listens that gets off their fucking box. <laughs> Imagine print print the cover onto the blocker and just exactly put it up. In. <laughs> oh my god! I'm back. Owen, Owen is sporting a pair of sunglasses there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's very bright inside, right, Dot, to be fair. Like There's <laughs> literally a shine off my forehead. I'm, 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 I'm right underneath my fucking kitchen light. Like, so it's very... <laughs> I feel like a nice plant. Yes, it's, it suits <laughs> For, it, Photosynthesis. Yeah. And we'll just briefly uh, talk about the, the bands that are that are around Limerick at the moment. The, a lot of them seem to be getting their shit together and releasing stuff. Um, we've Steiner, yeah, we've yeah, War of Attrition, we've yourselves now as well releasing. Um, is there another band? Tombs as well coming up. Tombs With an EP, EP is that, well. that's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's like, that's funny because um, that's something like, uh, I remember me and John joked over, it's like, because I've been telling about this album for ages and he's like, I think we are talking, we compared it to Cork, it's like this Cork time and this Limerick time. You know, Cork bands are a lot more quicker with this shit, like, you know, and uh, that's what I kind of, I find what it is. These are all, um, it's been timed well, like, you know, there's a nice consistent amount of bands from Limerick that are releasing stuff at the minute, like, you know, so it's, it's nice for a change. There's been a lot of releases. And Settler This year has already been packed, like, you know, yeah, Settler, that EP, I think it was a three song EP. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was Kieran that recorded that, Kieran Cullen, and that Kieran sounds Cullen. fucking brilliant, man. Mm. Yeah, it sounds excellent. Yeah, so it's it's really positive, man. It's coming true. Mm. It's, it's nice, but like there's been like so many good songs coming out this year already, like you know. There's been a lot of releases. Oh, it's it's crazy trying to keep up with them. It really is. Uh... that's good though. Uh, you know what I mean? That's access. That's good, good, good problem to have. It is, yeah. It is. Yeah, more the better. But I suppose you're you're trying to to, to fill through the quality of and you know as I said before, there are levels to this thing. And you, you look at bands and you you're you're kind of looking to the next release and hoping that that's going to lift the game up a little bit. And, and it was the first thing I yeah. said to Owen. As much as I love this album by Slung from a Tree, but Owen will tell you this. I mean, he sent me the link what maybe three weeks ago, and the first thing I said to him was, "Next one's got to be bigger and better," you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is that's the plan. Like you know. Because yeah. a lot of those songs, mm. Aaron will tell you, like, you know, a lot of those songs yeah. were written when we were like 15, 16. This is it. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're fucking, like, we've been playing them for, what, six years or so, is it? Some of them, yeah. 
Some of them would be. Yeah, but nah, so it's kind of like almost one, an intern year, isn't it? Yeah, do you know the next one? Like will be all kind of like fresh from now on. So yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be a bit of a change. You know? Get get in that saxophone player, Aaron, for me. Get the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> left to get, yeah. left to get and, Mike. And, and Cowbell. And Cowbell, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking saying. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yes, Great indeed. minds think alike. Put a few holes in the bong and they have an old flute tune out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Aaron will even tell you about it. Like, it's like he started slung from a tree when he was like 13, 14, man. Yeah. You know? Some of these riffs were are literally from back then, you know. Go yeah. on, Aaron. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was what fifteen. I suppose fifteen or sixteen, but like, I say we were young. We were when we first met though, and we were jamming. Like in fairness, I think it was fifteen. I only, I almost checked the arms. Yeah, but, um, way, man, you know. Yeah, I think like. I think Blaze is about the, like the newest song on it. That was like that, that when did we write that. That was kind of around twenty nineteen, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so, it was. So Blaze yeah. was the intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first song. And the rest of Mastery of Gold, Low Frequency Disturbance, Noise Pollution, Dim of Wit, Untitled, and Voyage. They're all. How many They're years old? Pre. Pre twenty nineteen, then kind of like yeah, okay, so. But no, fucking, you know they've changed as well, like a lot, like with added parts and you know, taking parts evolved. out and stuff. But like that's but that's no. what it is, you know. Instead of now, you know, evolving these songs, it's going to be a fresh slate to work on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. It'll it'll be nice. It'll be kind of a a fresh start once we do get back into kind of writing music. Yeah, basically, like with two, two kind of new ones are right we need to kind of finish, and then another maybe two or three. Right. And that's the funny thing when we're like, oh, we've two songs. A song would equate to like ten minutes. It's kind of it's hard to kind of mind <laughs> you some some not now, but like there's a lot of times when we work on a song, it does end up coming into Lake Voyage, you know, another eight, ten minute long song, but it's just. Yeah. Fuck it, man. That's how it is, like. <laughs> yeah. We look forward to it, lads. Simple yeah. as that. So we'll just give a shout out again to the upcoming gigs. So the album launch is with Molar Bear and Partilon on April twenty second. April the twenty second. Yeah, there's tickets yeah. available on the, the Dolans Dolans.ie website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get them while you can. They're going to go. So, yeah, you know, get in there. Sell out, 100%. Yeah, it's, sell going out, to be, yeah. it's going to be jammed, man. Fairness. It's going to be a great night. Yeah. And yeah. what else is coming on the horizon? Oh, yeah, Monkfest. July 1st. July yeah. 1st, Monkfest. So they're the first, they're the two ones that we know about anyway at the moment, don't you? And the big one is... And Bangzilla. Oh, Bangzilla up in Dublin, yes. Yeah. What that. date is that on? That was, oh, that's the 10 ton slogan, isn't it? 15 totally the 15th of June. Yeah. Man, man, Probably, I'm going to have to check that there now, but like, either way, it is June. Yeah, it's no, it's June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's before Monkfest then? I, I pulled yeah. this up on the, on the phone real quick. Bangzilla. Cool. So, so yeah, it's before Monkfest. Yeah, it's so Thursday night then, yeah? 
Yeah, 15th yeah. of June. Literally just got it there. Slug but, and um, slung, huh? I know. Good combo, man. Good combo. Yeah, I was only chatting to the lads be, there. That would be at, sick. Um, I met the lads at Carcass. I met Ronan and, and Sean at Carcass. We were just chatting about that. We were like, oh, that'd be, that'd be funny. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, fuck it, man. Can't wait for it. Bring it up. Yeah. And the actual date of the album coming out on Course Monk Records is the date of the gig with Parklon. Is that correct? Two days beforehand. Two April days. 20th. April 20. Oh, 420. Yes, sure, how can we forget 420? Yes, sir. Yeah. And you can uh, get your pre orders in now. I, I certainly have with uh, yeah. Raj. Curse Monk Records. On Bank. Nice one, Yeah. Yeah. So, congratulations again, lads, and uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Owen and Aaron. Cheers. Much love, yeah. Richie and Howard. Thanks for See having us. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Howard, again uh, for coming on. I appreciate that. And as always, I end this with the most important part about our scene is support it, lads. That's all you have to do. Just get on to Bandcamp, support Roger, support Slum from a Tree, and there's plenty of other acts out there with new releases out and coming uh, in the next few few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, thanks everybody. Cheers. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.